Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Uh, well, the Vikings aren't the only team that doesn't exactly know who the quarterback is going to be just yet for their next game, as the Gophers did get in on that uh, academic qualification for a bowl game. But then shortly after, Ethan Kaliak-Manis decides to uh, enter the transfer portal, Jim. So uh, what do you think about Kaliak-Manis deciding to leave the team? Uh, it's a – I don't know if it's a bad thing in and of itself. Uh, maybe, he, you know, I – Watched him to play this year. I couldn't tell whether he wasn't good enough or whether he didn't have enough support in receivers or whether they're just not very good at throwing the ball at the University of Minnesota. It, to me, it was hard to evaluate him. But so, you know, they're not losing somebody who helped them much. They went five and seven. Their worst record in quite a while. They didn't throw the ball well, even when they needed to, especially when they needed to. So I can't paint it as some kind of great loss. I do think it's a bad sign for the program that. Uh, that I think everybody thought that he would be a step up from Tanner Morgan, and he ended up not being as good as Tanner Morgan. Mm-hmm. And that speaks to uh, recruiting and development. And now they're and they also lost their backup, who also entered the transfer yep. portal. So Cole, Cole Kramer will probably run a running offense uh, in the bowl game. Uh, they do have a kid from New Hampshire, uh, Max Brosmer, who says he has. Uh, uh, received a scholarship offer from the Gophers. He had a good career at, at uh, New Hampshire, you know, much smaller school. He has one year of eligibility left. They have a kid from Arkansas who's a three-star recruit who has played very well this season. Um, you know, I don't know how to project those how those guys are doing in Minnesota, but it's just not a great sign that you're, you're you know, at this point of TJ's tenure, you're scrambling around just trying to find anybody to play quarterback. Yeah, not a good sign at all. Uh, what about Kaliak Manis? What's his viewpoint on this? Do you feel like he didn't get the coaching he needed to advance? Is that what he's thinking? I don't know if it's, you know, we, we don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know whether he's dissatisfied with the coaching, whether, and, you know, this and this occurred after P.J. held a meeting with the quarterbacks telling him that, hey, uh, I'm not going to guarantee that you're the starter. I need competition. That's right. So Kaliak Manis, he might have been offended by that. He might have thought he didn't get enough coaching or enough help here. Maybe he doesn't like PJ. We don't. We just don't know at this point. Um, but things, you know, big picture, things did not go well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not. He was not guaranteed to keep his job, and he obviously thinks he deserved to keep his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't play well enough. I, I, I mean, I think PJ is evaluating him correctly. I don't think he would just keep the job in the hands of somebody who had a bad season. But again, the the bigger problem is what, why didn't he have a good season? And that's it's. I'd love to give you a clear answer. I'm not yeah. really sure. Yeah, uh, the Timberwolves last night pick up a win against a very good Oklahoma City team with Shea Gilgis Alexander showing just how lightning quick that guy is. Very difficult to stay in front of him. But Troy Brown Jr., an unlikely hero, comes through at the end. Another good offseason addition by the Timberwolves front office. Really, this is one of the most impressive victories of the season. They weren't playing well, weren't shooting well early on. They had too many turnovers. It looked like one of those nights in the NBA, you know, okay, it's an 82-game schedule. You're not going to win them all. Oklahoma City's really good. Oklahoma City, Holmgren and and Gilgis Alexander uh, dominated early on. It just looked like one of those games that it's just going to be a loss. They're down by a dozen. Anthony Edwards hurts his hip. And, but I tell you what, the second half, Rudy Gobert was absolutely dominant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he scored 17 points, so that's the least of his contributions. 16 rebounds, five blocks. Uh, Holmgren looked like he was going to go off early in the game and 
Gobert just took him apart the rest of the game. Gobert even had an open court steal and dunk, almost just to say, "This is what I play like when I'm completely healthy and I know what I'm, and and I feel good about you know the system I'm in." Mm-hmm. Uh, he was phenomenal last night, and then uh, and then Troy Brown Jr. ended up being the offensive star in the second half, coming in and hitting three pointers, one very long three pointer, but also creating his own shot and and scoring off the drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was really impressive, and he's basically he's. You know, Finch said he didn't bring him here for him to be uh, a non-rotation player, just the way things have worked out and trying to get Shake Milton going. Uh, he's ended up being the 10th man in a nine-man rotation. Well, this is, you know, credit to him, as Finch said. He's kept a great attitude, and he was ready to go when he got an opportunity. He's probably going to get a lot more now with Jaden McDaniels out for a little while longer, maybe Anthony Edwards out for a few games. And, and Shake, to me... Brown looks like the better player. I mean, Milton has got a little playing with oven mitts on a bit. I don't care for his handle that much. He's kind of a turnover machine. Yeah, I uh, I liked the acquisition. I liked the way he played in the preseason. He just hadn't played well. No. Um, and uh, right now, Troy Brown Jr. is a better player. And I thought Shake Milton would be an upgrade as a backup point guard. The size, he can play defense. Uh, he still might be, you know, if the season's not over. But right now... You have to say that uh, that Troy Brown Jr. is a better player, and that they can get by without a backup point guard because so many other players can handle the ball. When is McLaughlin going to be back? I mean, he's the guy who they thought was going to be the backup. Uh, well, actually, I think they signed Shake Milton to take over the primary backup role uh, from McLaughlin. I uh, think they uh. just didn't think that McLaughlin played very well last year, and he's also a defensive liability. Um, McLaughlin, I'm not sure exactly what his timetable is. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think they, I, you know, Finch keeps on saying it. He kind of considers Kyle Anderson to be a point guard, you know. So, you know, you don't have to play with conventional point guard in the modern NBA. Anderson offensively reluctant, I thought, last night. He turned down some open shots. Uh, he must not be real confident in it right now. He's not. He has not had a good start to the year offensively. He's always smart. He's always versatile. But he is not the offensive player right now that he was last year. Uh, Anthony Edwards flying through the air, uh, fun to watch, but dangerous at the same time, and he got his legs taken out last night, crashed hard, did shoot the free throws because otherwise he was out of the game for sure, but as it turned out, he he, he needed to come out of the game anyway. Any, any update? What do you think there? Nope. I uh, just talked to John Krasinski for our podcast, and there's just no indication at this hour uh, what's going on with him. Um, last year he had a similar injury and everybody thought he'd be out a week or two and he just played the next game. Mm-hmm. He loves playing. Uh, he tries to come back quickly from injuries. I don't know how to project this. I would say logic would dictate him getting a game off and, and just icing the heck out of it for a few days, but th- he does want to play to yeah. his credit. Yeah, very much to his credit. Uh, like to see that. So the Timberwolves added a game next Wednesday against San Antonio. This is the residual teams that didn't make the the final eight of the uh, in season tournament. Do you think that has legs? Is the in season tournament here to stay? I mean, it does sound like some of the veteran players actually are pretty much on board with it. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't care about it. It does mm-hmm. nothing for me, mm-hmm. but I think it makes sense for the NBA in that they get to do something that breaks up the season, that attracts some attention to the NBA during uh, the NFL season. Um, you know, it, it, I'm a jaded old journalist. I mean, <laughs> this kind of stuff doesn't do much for me. But, but you know, fans, you, you, you play, they play in different colored courts. They wear different uniforms. Uh, it gives you a little extra meaning to games in the, the portion of the season when it's easy to say they don't mean much. So, 
I can't say it's a failure. You know, it just means it doesn't really appeal to me. It doesn't mean it's not good for the league. Yeah, we'll see what happens, uh, how the crowds are in Las Vegas for the finals and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. So game one under the uh, John Hines era. Uh, first of all, what what John Hines, uh, he's been a previously coach. He seems like he's kind of on the, the old boys network here. I think this is his third job uh, in the NHL. Uh, and it's somebody Garen knew. It, I would be shocked if a GM ever went outside of his own network that he's already developed. But I guess that's why you have networks. But what about John Hines? What do you think uh, his prognosis will be for the remainder of the season and on into the future? Pretty predictable that they would bounce back under him. It's kind of embarrassing for the players that they got a coach fired. Uh, this gives them just a, a good opportunity to restart. And they kind of played like the team we thought they would be, which is you know a pretty defensive, disciplined team that has a good penalty kill that wins low-scoring games. Um, but, you know, it's, it's easy to, to get geared up for one game. The challenge in the NHL is being good week after week after week. We have to see how this is going to turn out. Uh, John Hines, date, I mean, he and Garen worked together as far back as Scranton Wilkes-Barre a long time ago. So they've known each other a long time. And, yeah, I, I think if you decide to go on a full-fledged coaching search, uh, you owe it to yourself to look outside your network when you're just looking for a quick fix that you're probably going to, Bringing somebody you already know and trust, uh, so Heinz will get every opportunity to, to you know, win this job. Um, it's not a great team. It's also not as bad a team as they've been playing. You know, it should at least be a team that can can get back in the race if if they play with a, a more disciplined style, a little more enthusiasm. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at Five Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.